Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rich or Vishu, a podcast where we attempt to answer some of life's most noteworthy, but more often most trivial questions and debates. My name is Rich Beaton, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Vishu Sharma. And today, we are going to continue our review of our previous opinions, takes, and conclusions. This week, we will be reviewing our opinions from previous overrated or underrated episodes and see if we still feel the same way as we did when we recorded them. As a reminder, overrated or underrated episodes is when we chose a topic and one of us would feel it's overrated, the other one of us would feel it's underrated, and we would debate and try to convince the other person who's right. Vishu, are you ready? I am. All right. First episode. This is the first episode we released, by the way. Is oh, wow. cooking. Cooking. Overrated, underrated. Oh no, it's not the first episode released. It was that sorry, that was uh um Bed Chambers, not Bed Shane. No, cooking gotcha. cooking, I think, was the second episode we released. Gotcha. Anyways, you said cooking was underrated. I said it was overrated. Has your opinion changed? No, as a matter of fact, it has even grown more strong. Uh, if if that can happen. Um, my sister has moved from India to the US and we we talk maybe three or four times a day. And every time we talk, we talk about what she's cooking or what she's cooked, what she will cook, what I have cooked, what I will be cooking, what I'm maybe cooking and what I'm having for dinner. That is the major part of our conversation. And the reason that is a major part of our conversation is because, well, one, cooking is that fantastic that it can be a part of every conversation every single time you talk. And two, there are more complexities and she tries to undermine me, not in a bad way, in a very jovial, in a very understanding and, you know, kind of a cute way. I try to undermine her uh, skills. I try to undermine her process, the way she cooks, or, you know, if she adds some spices first and later. What I'm getting at is that 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 has been a major part of our conversation for more than now, you know, two months. And um, I, I do the same with my with my aunt in India, with my dad, and um, maybe almost everyone but you. Uh, okay, but here's what we're getting at. I my opinion is solidified even further. Like I used to think it was overrated, and now I'm even more so in that direction. But why do you still? I that that I feel like that was an explanation of why cooking is a major part of your life. But why do you feel it's even more underrated now? Do you feel society values cooking less than they did a year ago, or what? What is it that you think cooking has? You feel it's even more underrated than it was a year. Ago? I mean. Look, I, I worked for four years in a company that used to track cultural trends and ba basically they still do. They quantify culture. And uh, to be honest, if I try to, if I think back and remember in those four years, I've never seen a cultural trend where cooking is, is one of the major, uh, you know, not even a major, even a minor aspect of cultural force or a cultural change. Eating out always is. If you remember during the pandemic, we were always we were, we were all worried about how the restaurant industry and the hospitality, the food industry basically is going to survive and how the um, the New York you know, State Department or whatever decided that cocktails can be uh, can be you know, taken out. You can parcel the, the cocktails from bars and restaurants uh, just in a way. So you basically can take away alcohol. You can pick up alcohol from a restaurant just, just so that, you know, you could help uh, the industry survive. 
But never in these four years that I had been at that company, we discussed even once, I think, um, if I'm remembering correctly, any cultural force or trend, you know, started or uh, that involved cooking. That speaks in itself that no one in the world, by the way, not just in the United States, no one in the world cares about cooking. Which is, I mean, of course, you dude. Know, I'm the so. I mean, that and, point, your point, just bleeds into my point. Whereas I'm the total opposite in that I think. So your state. This is actually really interesting. How it shows like a statement can be interpreted so many different ways. But how I interpret what you just said is, yeah. I think everyone in the world claims to love and really value cooking, but as you pointed out, it's not actually part of any cultural trend. In fact, it's the opposite all the trends and eating out and Grubhub and Seamless, the culture seems to be to emphasize cooking less and less. How can we make cooking less a part of your life and more deliveries, more eating out or or Fresh Direct and Blue Apron where yeah, it's cooking, but they just give you the ingredients and you basically yeah, eat yeah, it up, yeah, yeah. right? But to me, that's why cooking is overrated in that people claim to love it, but when you look at society's actions, they actually don't. Uh, which is why I think it's overrated. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I cannot say anything about it. it. It's just the, it's just the way you know. Do people look, you know, to the same lens in a different manner? All right. Next topic. Video games. I said they were underrated. You said they were overrated. Has your opinion changed? Drastically. Oh. Yeah, I think they're massively, massively underrated. Dude, I've just begun to see the potential of video games. Okay, yeah. And I'm not talking in terms of who is the who is the consumer here. I'm talking about the business. And this is completely in 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 change to what we discussed maybe in the episode because I think both of us were only focused on on the consumer, on the on the end buyer, uh, who is playing video games, but I see it as a fucking multi-billion dollar industry, as a business, as as uh, um, as a genre that has immense power to bring massive amount of change in the world. I was just reading this, and this is this is a complete complete. Uh, coincidence by the way. I'm not trying to make this up and I'm not trying to make this bigger than it all than it is or than it's not, whatever. Um, I I do a little bit of investment in Robinhood and stocks. And I came through this article just today that Microsoft is going to place advertisements, now banner ads in their games in Xbox. And then I read just the headline. I didn't get into it, but the the synopsis also mentioned something about like how they have to deal with you know some kind of challenges, and that got me thinking. And even before I I had started to realize with Meta, uh, if you for the unworst, uh, Meta is now the parent company of Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook, and Zuckerberg wants to bring this all into a different kind of a reality because they also own a virtual reality company, Oculus. So uh, Meta and Web3, this this whole game is about to change. And in next 20 to 30 years, we will will not be watching concerts 
in you know in in Coachella or or anywhere in the world, we will be virtually watching concerts. There are already people who have started buying land in virtual in the virtual world. You know yeah. the layer Mehendi, right? The what? The layer Mehendi. Tunak 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 tunak. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, no, that no, guy. No. Yeah. He recently bought a huge like piece of whatever land in the virtual world where he can perform and he can where he can turn up to look on all the yeah yeah dude exactly (laughs) and look at this i mean can you you even imagine where this is going all right virtual reality is a little different than video games like i know but but i get what you're saying the amalgamation the overlap is huge you cannot ignore that so yeah um issue if only they made a cooking a cooking video game (laughs) no (laughs) Uh, uh, that's that's uh, one sense I, I don't think they can you know uh, maybe over overpower whatever yeah um i still think it's underrated but less so i agree with everything you just said uh, but that's why i think it's not as underrated because i just think like i think society is like pretty on board for video games you know yeah it's not that my opinion has changed as much as i i think this isn't even even pre-pandemic, I think there was some, like, video games is a waste of time. And yeah. because of how isolated we've been and how much remote work we've been doing, I think people have just been more accepting of virtual environments. Uh, and also, I do, my big counter to video games being underrated is that they are kind of a waste of time and prevent you from being productive. <laughs> like, they're not, you know, they're very addicting, like, yeah. but they are a boatload of fun. Yeah. But so you changed officially. I I did, yeah. Well, nice. All I right. mean, I still won't be able to enjoy playing video games, maybe, but I see the amount of potential it has. All right. Next one is Halloween. You said it was overrated. I said it was underrated. Has your opinion changed? No, I think uh, I still think it's overrated. Um, again, it it it's just one of those holidays that I think you know you either love so much and you you still love when you're an adult like uh, those characters in the Dumphy family in Modern Family um, it's like holy you know you like throwing colors and balloons uh, you know water balloons and throwing water in grease and whatever the dirty way you play uh, as a kid and you still love it as an adult and uh, I think it's one of those holidays and uh, or festivals I don't know uh, how do people treat Halloween here? I mean, of course, I do know they treat it as a holiday in the festival. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's overrated. That's it. I still think it's underrated, but I less so. I'm on the fence. Mm-hmm. I still think it's underrated because at the end of the day, I just think getting drunk and dressing up as something funny or yeah. interesting or exciting is a lot of fun. And it's fun to pretend you're that thing that you're dressing up as. Right. But I personally don't like it that much. And people who are really into it are super annoying. You know, there are some people, it'll be like late August, early September. Dude, Halloween this year, I'm going to do something sick. Yeah. Okay, great. Good for you. Uh, It's just, and then the candy element. I mean, yeah, trick-or-treating as a kid is fun, but candy I think is... I love candy because I love sugar. Yeah. But it's stupid to center a holiday around it. Like who you can buy candy whenever you want. I mean as a kid you can't but still it's it's 
it's who cares that there's candy around i mean yeah i think it has grown that way uh, halloween was obviously never uh, about candy uh, i think it's fine uh, even though it's you know the commercialization or uh, you know bringing basically consumption and the capitalistic mind mindset and everything kind of you know bugs me but also doesn't because that's what the us is you know um but yeah i i feel indifferent about halloween because i mean i, I have an opinion that it is overrated because um, there's a lot of wastage and there's buying something like buying a bigger bar of chocolate also makes sense in in terms of pre- preservation of the environment but these companies don't seem to you know uh, kind of care about that as well uh yeah so um everything points me in the direction of this holiday being overrated good points um there's two left there's one i want to say for last so let's go to olympic games you said they are underrated i said they are overrated has your opinion changed no i still think they are underrated um i miss olympics man i miss following the uh, i mean how much can i keep up with obviously uh, and i cannot follow all the athletes that the come and play um, and uh, i mean obviously I, i i don't watch all the games so i should not be following all the athletes but even just the games themselves uh, i i super enjoyed the winter olympics um actually took subscription for for the for the duration of the olympics uh, just so that i can watch them uh it's also just just the brotherhood of everyone coming together and you know um yeah uh, i don't know what else uh, should i say more or does this suffice how do you feel well actually i'll make my point then i'll ask you this sure. i still think it's massively overrated i think all the events are pretty much boring as fuck i don't like that half the events aren't even presented live I think it's a little more difficult than it should be on how to follow it. I don't like that it's very difficult for YouTube to get clips of it like NBC wants to hold all the clips. I think it doesn't I don't like the fact that I, like I like leagues. I like sports leagues because you can follow trades and free agencies and drafts and transactions. The Olympics isn't a league. It's just an competition an event that's held. So you don't feel like the connection olympics to olympics like you do season to season in a sports league but the biggest thing which i'm not sure if it makes the olympics overrated or underrated is how do you feel about the alleged or the, the idea that putin told chi of china that he was going to declare war on ukraine but chi asked putin to wait until the olympics are over and putin did I don't know what that means. I don't know if that makes the Olympics cooler or not. Cool. Like I don't <laughs> Yeah. How do you feel I think, about that? I mean Yeah, I think that makes Olympics really cool. She cared about obviously beating US. Uh he would he would he would have thought uh, they they would certainly do that and they were really close in doing that. And uh they knew uh, they would easily be ahead of Russia. uh US was only the only competition so that shows that you know the chinese premier um thinks extremely highly of olympic games i i think it 
one of my arguments was a corruption and it's just super lame. The Olympics was hosted by a country that knew this horrific fucking war was about to start and was basically okay with it. It show it, like, it's cool that they put off the war until the Olympics ended. I guess that shows the power of which one are you talking event. about summer or winter? Oh, winter Olympics. obviously. Yeah. These past winter Olympics in February. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but at the same time, it just shows you that they're willing to give the Olympics pretty some pretty some awful people. Wow, I just spoke uh, to some pretty awful people. <laughs> you know, I mean, like Russia has had the Olympics, I think, and recently Sochi, right? Yeah, yeah, and I Moscow, think nineteen eighty. No, but recently, like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 fucked up. Obviously, uh, what do you do about it? All right, this brings us to our final overrated, underrated episode, and that it and this beautifully integrates with the Olympic Games. It's the United Nations, yeah, which you said is overrated, and I said is underrated. Yeah. How do you feel? Hey. And and by the way, of all the things we've spoken about, <laughs> this is the one that's most changed. Like cooking nothing has really changed since yeah. we recorded that cooking episode in society right yeah. same with halloween olympics a little bit video games a little bit the united nations a lot has happened so has your opinion changed dude it's uh, obviously massively overrated what do you think what do you think is happening war crimes are happening against ukraine and if you remember we did talk about this i'm not sure in the podcast but like how is you know uh the the russia ukraine conflict going to look like in 10 years if you look behind and i was saying that you know yeah uh, it's it's not a part of history yet uh hold on there there's nothing big that has happened and uh, we were all talking about sanctions and everything and how that might, you know, uh, cripple the Russian economy. And it, it's almost two months. Nothing has happened. Uh, I mean, of course, there are sanctions and, you know, some stuff happening. But Europe is still buying its natural resources and oil and gas from Russia. Uh, and uh, cities are being raised, man. I mean, what can I say? Hospitals are being raided or are being bombed. That's it. You know, what's funny is I, I think this really makes you just double down in your previous opinion. Cause now I think the UN is even more underrated than it's ever been. Not that my opinion on the UN has changed. It's that, that the public right. opinion has changed. Like people look down on the UN a lot now. So that means right. society, in my opinion, values it way less than it should meaning It's become more underrated, you know? Like if everyone right now, for whatever reason, was saying, man, the U.N. really delivered, then my opinion might change because I'd be like, why does society value the U.N. so much now? They didn't deliver. But everyone's saying the opposite. They're like being really harsh about the United Nations. And I think they're being too harsh. So this is what it comes down to. I agree with everything you said. But during that episode, the thing we talked about is setting expectations. And right. I think what's going on is imagine there was some horrible event horrible genocide that happened right and someone went in there and they risked their life and they saved a hundred people and then you come and you go you piece of shit you saved a hundred people why don't you save a thousand it's like okay the, the person tried their best <laughs> okay, like 
Uh, you, you know, they risk, it, it's the same thing. It's like, you piece of shit, United Nations. You haven't stopped all conflict between humans. Yeah, of course they're not going to stop all human conflict. Yeah, I agree. It's really awful what's happening in Ukraine. It's fucking horrible. Here's the thing, and here's why I think United Nations is so important, is that the United Nations provided a context to have a discussion about uh, unethical international trauma, right? Without the United Nations, we might not even be using the term war crimes. You might just be saying like these horrible, I guess, war, uh, war, I guess, horrible impact. Like you wouldn't, we have these Whatever terms. Consequences United and they, yeah, yeah, consequences, yeah, yeah. right? The idea of, of, of putting, even Joe Biden calling it a genocide. If the United Nations doesn't exist, maybe he's more hesitant to speak openly about this. The point is, is that basically the whole fucking world came together to act against Russia for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And I think they did that because the United Nations over the course of the past 90 years provided an international framework to do so. I mean, sure, but Russia sits... Well, first of all, uh, the bigger point, what you're saying... That can be literally said about anything and any of these topics, cooking, video games, Olympics. Like I say Olympics are underrated and you say they're overrated. Literally, I can, you know, I mean, anyone can go, can, can say basically uh, that, look, uh, uh, a Muslim uh, athlete from Qatar shared his gold medal with the Catholic Italian who represents the church. Uh, and you know what a what a great bond and you know just like this watching uh, millions of people around the world there will be a sense of brotherhood and stuff like that it, it's it's basically fairy dust and so is the, the you know the thing with the united nations that yes of course the impact uh, it, it's good to have them obviously than not to have them i totally agree i want to empower them as well if it if it were up to me, I would empower them. I would remove this veto, uh, you know, thing from the United Nations Security Council. They did not even pass. They could not even pass a resolution that uh, Russia is doing something wrong because Russia vetoed them. Russia sits on the UN Security Council. There are only six countries that sit on that council. I what know the that hell? is a serious flaw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I do agree. I completely agree. Just like how we wouldn't be talking about the words genocide or war crimes or persecution or oppression or not oppression, pogroms. Like these are, these exist because of the UN. But refugees, so the idea of helping exactly. refugees. Exactly. The UN does a lot. That, exactly. Yeah. Dude, I love my favorite amongst everything is the UN refugee, you know, crisis team or that area, basically. Um, but yes, I mean, I, I want them to be more in power, but I say they're overrated because what I, what is maybe supposed to be happening is not happening. Yeah, no, it's a totally fair argument. I totally get it. I think most people, I think we did a poll. Actually, we should do a poll on Instagram of this one. Do you think the United Nations is overrated and underrated? And I think more people will say it's overrated for sure. I think everything you're saying is like totally fair. And I think it makes a lot of sense. And maybe I'm being stubborn or, you know, no, I you're, my not. On, but it's, I no just you're think, not. It's the same thing with me when it comes to Olympic Games. Sorry, uh, continue now. 
I, I just think I fully acknowledge the incredible problems that the UN has had and that this war has brought to light or, you know, uh, brought more attention to. I get it. Right, and it is right. very frustrating if we have this international organization whose whole fucking point is to prevent shit from like this from happening and it happens. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel that there's just really easy simple or and again we're not experts on this i'm not an international politics of expert but from where i'm but i feel like there's very easy simple arguments that aren't fair being made against the united nations it's like they didn't prevent this conflict so it's totally fucking useless not true putin is fucking insane and he's a horrible person it doesn't matter what system you have in place he yeah. would have found a way to I do something sure horrible about that i am certain you know? about that and i just think I I was actually, I'm very grateful that the international community for the most part rallied together to support Ukraine. I was skeptical because as someone who was born and raised in America, too many times I've seen America look at the atrocities committed in other countries and gone, not our problem. Yeah. And this time they didn't. Yeah. They really seem to be stepping up. Now you we can get into a whole separate debate about like actually declaring war. Uh, but, and I think the UN... Is a, is a large reason for that. I just think there's there are consistent push for international cooperation and international law really matters. NATO, Na I don't know if NATO exists without the United Nations. I mean, maybe it does. Obviously, defensive pacts have existed, but in the form it, it does, you know, maybe not. So I, I just think the attention and to international relations, so much of that is, I, I don't know. Now I'm just talking too much. I'll let you uh, have the final say. No, uh, I completely agree. And look, it's the same. Completely acknowledge everything that you're saying. And I completely understand all your points. And all those points stand true. Uh, NATO wouldn't have maybe existed. But the whole thing is that it's not because of the UN that this crisis has become as big as, as it has become. It is because of Russia. And as you pointed out, it would have been that we wouldn't have cared as a as a country as a society if it were any other country uh, if it were any other country that has russian involvement this would have been still been true uh, and i'm just quoting one of the one of the comedians who was replying to Bernie Sanders on, on Twitter. He's an Indian comedian. Uh, the whole tweet doesn't make sense uh, for this argument, but what he says is, is the first line. He says, Mr. Sanders, Russia and US have had a dick measuring contest on space exploration for decades. The flag of their ego has been more important to them than landing a rocket. And then he goes on to talk about things that he wants to talk about in that tweet. It, he's Kunal Kamra. But that's what this is, basically. They are only countering and making this a huge deal, the NATO and everyone, because it's Russia. All right. Well, so none of my opinions changed, which was the same as our traditional episodes, which sure. I don't know what that says about me. And for <laughs> you, your your video game opinion changed. It did. Um, all right. Any final thoughts? No, I, I really enjoyed this episode, even though, um, you know, I woke up from my nap 15 minutes ago. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, this was good. So next week will be our final review of our previous episodes, and we'll be reviewing be... Royal Rumbles. Yes. 
That said, that will be a wrap on this week's show. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Richard Vishu, Instagram at Richard Vishu, where we post content related to the podcast. You can email us, richardvishu at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Phir milenge. Chalte, chalte.